Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. You're already good at what you do. I know that. You've told me that. And you want more. You want to expand your reach, spread your wings, improve your income and the results. But there's a problem. How do you do that? And with all the competing information and uh, you listen to this guru and they say one thing and you listen to somebody else and they say something else. Well, I want to share with you today some first principles that I think will help us stay grounded as we seek to grow our business. I have 10 altogether. I'm going to talk about five today. I think this will really help you to center yourself so that you can explode into another area and realm of achievement. So stay tuned. I'm glad you're with me. But before we start today, I want to introduce you to five reasons you don't have enough clients. I think Travis will put the little bug here in the corner. If you'd like to get a copy of this, I wrote it about six months ago. I've promoted it a couple of times, uh, but I want you to get a copy. It's free. If you'll go to fivereasonsclients.com, uh, you can download your free copy. And it has some of the things that we're going to be talking about today and a few more too. You know, sometimes when I do these podcasts, I like to have a topic but not get too hung up in all the details of it. So I'm going to riff a little bit on this topic of first principles. And here's what I see. I just finished a program last week in Denver, and it's an ongoing client. They invite me out every uh, six months or so to come out and speak with their team. And they're great people. They all are engaged. They're super uh, adherent to Same Game, New Rules, the book I wrote uh, many years ago. They buy into the philosophy, and we spent about the first hour talking about philosophy and principles, and it was really uh, kind of revealing for them. This was a brand new group to the company, so they hadn't had much exposure to my principles and, and concepts, and it was really a good discussion because it came, it reminded me how important the grounding of beliefs is in anything we do, and, and I know that you're listening to this because you're in sales or in business or a VP or a manager and you're in customer acquisition, you're in the performance game in some way. And I think it's easy, as I said in my intro, to get uh, distracted with all of the different uh, you know, systems and techniques and strategies and tactics and authors and podcasters. And I don't want to add to that. I know I add a fair amount to it because we do this every week. And I've got the advanced selling podcast too that we do. But I want to get back today here to some core principles. And if you can buy into these and believe in these, I think it changes everything for you. So let's get into this. And we're going to do this in probably two episodes, probably split it into two. Principle number one is, and you're, you're familiar with first principles. First principles is the concept. I can't remember if it was Aristotle or Seneca or... Um, Epictetus or some one of those old dudes, they talked about it. They said we we have to get back to first principles, the principles that can't be can't be dissected anymore. It's the original principle of a certain part 
So a principle is not make more calls. That's not a principle. That's a tactic or an action. Uh, the principle might be cold calls don't work. That would be a principle. And I'm, I'm not saying they don't, but that would be a, a matter of principle. So let's get back to some of these. Number one, and you've heard me say this before, how we think determines how we act. How we act determines our results. If we want to change results sustainably, a very popular word today, and I, I like it, at least the way I'm saying it here. If we want to change our results sustainably, we have to do more than change how we act. It has to be more than action-oriented. I know we love action. I know you VPs of sales and salesmen, you love to know how many calls you make today, how many appointments we got, how many proposals we got going. But that's an output. That's an output that's dependent and, and uh, contingent upon an input. And the input, it, it might even be not the right behavior to do. Because if you're in a bad state, I don't want you making calls. I want you to go to get in a good state, go to the gym, go to the health food store, whatever you do to get in a good state before you start making calls. So I think a lot of times we go right to action and we need to go to thinking. What's the thinking behind the action? Because if you get your thinking right, I'm going to give an example here in a second. If you get your thinking right, the action will be more organic. It will be the right thing to do. So here's an example of change of thinking, and I, I went through this with my client in Denver. I want to create the environment where the prospect is selling you, not where you're selling them. Create the environment where the prospect is selling you, not on using you, but selling you on the fact that they have a problem worth solving. That's a change of thinking. If you reframe selling to accommodate that change of thinking, your actions will change all the way through the sales process. You won't be the same person. You won't show up the same at work. You won't show up the same at a presentation. You won't show up the same anywhere in your life if you change that one little piece. So that's an example of if we change our thinking, we will change our results. And that's principle number one. First principle number one is thinking leads to action. Action leads to results. Once you buy into that first principle, then everything is contingent upon your thinking and how you look at things and your perspective on things. Cool? All right, let's go to number two. Our identity is the only thing that matters. And what that means is our identity, how we see ourselves, how we, how we construct ourselves and our brand and just who we are throughout the day is really the only thing that matters in terms of how we achieve. We will always live life congruent with how we see ourselves. So if you're a, a million-dollar-a-year producer, let's say you're, you're generating, earning a million dollars a year in income, you're not going to do the same things that a, this person with, that earns $50,000 a year are doing. It's not. If I looked at you and I looked at them, I would see two totally different uh, areas of conduct. I would see two different lifestyles. And I'm not talking about where you live or what you drive. I'm talking about how you do business. It's going to be totally different. So what that means is, that's a good thing, by the way, because if you're at the $100,000 level and you want to get to the million-dollar level, which I think is possible if you have that kind of upside in your business, then you have to see yourself as that person. You have to identify, you have to change your identity to be that person. I'm not saying change yourself, change your values, change your religion, change your sub out your family. No. I'm saying that your identity must change. How you see yourself must change. And that's a good thing, too, because if that's a first principle, that how we, how we identify in the world 
in terms of our own beliefs and principles, will determine what we get in the world. All we have to do is change how we think about ourselves. That's, that should be inspiring to you. So we get out of that state of saying, well, it's just me. I'm just always, you know, Bill, you're always late. Yeah, it's just me. Just the way I'm built. I'm always late. No, that's BS. Well, you know, you're trying to change. I've done, I've sold for 25 years. Don't, don't come in and try to change me now. Okay, we won't. We'll change somebody else and they'll eat your lunch over the next five years because they will reinvent themselves and you won't. So this idea that we can change our results only by changing our behavior is just false. We have to change who we are. So here's the tip. Take a look at where you want to go over the next year or two. And let's say it's to go from 100 grand to 500 grand. I'm just use I'm just using numbers, but you don't it doesn't have to be number centric. And I want you to write down the attributes of that person. You know what they are. You know what they are. So write down the attributes. Uh, a person who's earning $500,000 gets up every day at 5 a.m. Uh, studies uh, reads the Bible or reads a, a, a sacred script or um, meditates or goes and works out or sets their plan for the day. We know what that person does. We don't do it because we say, well, that's just me. I just don't get up. I'm not an early person. That's BS. That's just not true. You've sold yourself and I've sold myself a bill of goods by saying, oh, it's just me. I'm a hundred grand person, not a 500 grand person. No, that's not true. You identify with that. You need to identify with a higher level. So that's principle number two. Principle number three is about sabotage. We sabotage unintentionally. And if you can, if you can get that, if you can buy into that principle, it will really help you because you'll see when you're doing it. This is big for me. I will tell you that over the 30-plus years I've been in this game that I have sabotaged myself a lot. I just have. I don't know whether my parents consciously taught me how to sabotage myself or whether it's a, a function. I mean, I really don't know. In fact, we've got a guest coming onto the podcast here Uh I think in a week or two, uh, Chris Kelso, and he talks about imposter syndrome. He talks about this very thing. It's really fascinating. I want you to I want you to listen to it when it comes up. We'll promote it. So make sure you're on our email list. You can go to BillKasky.com, very bottom, get on our email list so you get access to that. It's really good. I'm going to have him back. He was that good. He's written a book on the imposter syndrome, and part of that imposter syndrome is sabotage, self-sabotage. We know what to do to get to the next level. But we don't do it. Why don't we do it? I believe fear of failure and fear of success are the same coin, different sides. Fear of failure, fear of success, same coin, different sides. So let's just say that I say to you, uh, you need to be a, a better presenter. And you need to work on your presentation shtick. And you work on it for a little bit. And you get 10% better. And you come back and you show your manager, you show the people, and they say, yeah, that's good. It's good. Good job. Because we're nice. We send you on your way. I say to you, is that the best you got? Is that the best you can do? That story that came up first, was that the best story? Is that the best story you can do at that point? 
you know, the slides, the way they're organized, is that the very best way for your customers, your audience to consume information with a thousand words on that slide? Is that the best you got? Because you should always be asking yourself the question, or somebody should in your life if you have a mentor and a coach, which I highly recommend, highly recommend. I don't care what it costs. Get a coach. Get somebody who can look at your stuff and challenge you. And stuff might be an email that you're ready to send, a video you're ready to produce, an outline, a script. Have somebody else look at it. It's amazing to me how often we just think we have all the answers. And sometimes we need somebody there to shine the light on and say, is that, is that what you want to say? It makes no sense. Oh, yeah, now that I see that, that makes no sense. So self-sabotage is a key ingredient to our behavior. And if you are in a place where you want to get to another level, I know you do. As I said in the intro, everybody wants to get to the next level, but it's sometimes confusing how to get there. One way to get there is to understand what's stopping you and what you're doing to sabotage yourself. Because I can almost guarantee you there is something. You may not be aware of it, but there is something. Number four, the game is the way you say it is. The game is the way you say it is, meaning that you are the architect. You are the person who architects and constructs your own methods and processes and systems. It is not up to somebody else to do that. Now, you may be in a company where the company says, you will do it this way, you will dress this way. Remember back in the 70s and 80s, IBM, they always wore blue suits. They always looked so good. You knew, you could see them coming a mile away, kind of like the Mormons when they were out in, <laughs> or Seventh-day Adventists, I, guess, I don't know who it was, but you always knew who they were because they were dressed in a certain way. Same with IBM people. But you have to architect your own destiny. You have to be the one that crafts your methods and crafts your strategies and crafts your systems. Because the way somebody else will craft that won't fit your personality. So if I said to you, you want to get from 100 to 500, we keep using that. You want to get from 100 to 500,000 a year. There are systems that are not in place now that need to be in place. So what are those systems? Don't wait for somebody else to create the system for you. Don't wait for them. You have to architect that system. You have to architect your own strategy. If one of your strategies is I've got 5,000 people in a, you know, in a northwest uh, Philly suburb that I want to be calling on, well, what are you going to do to do that? What's your strategy? Is it making calls one at a time? Really? It's going to be your strategy? How's that going to work at the, end of the, at the end of Wednesday when you say I'm done with these calls? What else can you do? What is your strategy? And, and the idea there is that you are the architect. So we can talk about strategy, but if you don't buy into the first principle that you're the architect of your destiny, you, it's up to you to invest in yourself and to execute systems and plans. So I hope these four principles that we've shared today, I was going to do five, but I've got a few more. We'll do them next week, uh, are helping you to see that there is, a, there is a grounding, there's a center point that if you wrap your legs around this and arms around this. I don't know what you're wrapping your legs or arms around, but uh, if you wrap your mind around this, that's better. Uh, I think you'll be more prosperous because you'll be able to navigate based on solid ground. You'll be standing on solid ground with these first principles. Once again, if you want to go to download my uh, freebie, it's called five reasons you don't have enough clients, five reasons, clients.com. I think Travis put it up front and we'll put it in the show notes as well. 
Uh, like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and that way you'll get access to some of these interviews that we have coming up. And I always appreciate it if you could uh, write a review. I know I'm giving you lots of assignments here. But write a review on iTunes, on Apple, for the podcast. I hope this has been helpful today. I really do. I, I think this uh, first principle thing is important. We'll come back to do more next week. Bye.